Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Welcome to the EM360 podcast with our Ask the Expert series, a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. I'm Rima Farhan, and I'm the junior editor here at EM360 and your host on today's podcast. Today, I'm really looking forward to be speaking with Grace Fisher from Posado. Posado is a company that's revolutionizing digital marketing creative by applying mathematical certainty to words. The Posado message machine helps CMOs unlock the power of words to engage consumers in a way never been done before. Grace brings her six plus years of experience in web-based tech products to the company where she's a senior product manager. Grace, thank you so much for joining us today. It's great to have you here. Thank you. So great to be here. In light of International Women's Day, Grace is going to be telling us about her experience in the industry as a woman in tech. So let's get straight into it. Firstly, Grace, it'll be great if you could share a brief overview of your career, education and what inspired you to get into tech in the first place. I would say my journey to tech was by no means a straight line. I started my education at Yale University in the US, where I did a Bachelor of Sciences in Psychology, where I was really focused on like neuroscience and fascinated by how our minds work and felt like I wanted to bring that background into an area where I could actually have an impact on a broader scale. So I pursued a master's degree at Oxford then around data-driven program and policy called evidence-based social intervention. And that really gave me this great tool set of understanding data and research techniques to then create programs and policies that were aimed at impacting the broader community. And it felt like at that point, the natural next step was really moving into the public sector, where I was lucky enough to work for the San Francisco city government. And I was doing program evaluations and identifying gaps in services. But it felt to me like there was a real missing piece. We'd identify these gaps but then we didn't have disruptive solutions to bridge those gaps or ways to address certain technology influences and improvements that had been made in recent years, but hadn't quite made it into the public sector. So I started to notice this trend in my work and felt like tech could be a really great opportunity to pursue something disruptive and build a bigger skill set where I could then bring back a technological focus to the programs and policies that I wanted to build to service the community. So it was sort of a winding road that then led me to look at careers in technology. And I actually started in different roles, looking at a strategy consultant, solutions consultant, so working with customers or working with sales, and ultimately came to the product team and product role, because in product, you really have this incredible opportunity to work across the organization to be a part of building the vision and roadmap for addressing customers' needs, solving their problems, and really building solutions. So I feel really lucky to be part of the Prasado product team and As you said, right now, we're using intelligent automation and AI and advancements in linguistic science to unlock the power of words so that we sort of call it like democratizing charisma and bringing that to the world. So it's been a really interesting path, but that's kind of what led me to tech and where I am today. And, you know, so excited to be talking with you more about women in technology is it's something that's really important to me and a community I think that's really growing. And we're seeing a lot of great advancements in recent years. That's really, really lovely. It sounds like you've had a really exciting journey, which has got you to a really exciting place. So I'm curious to hear then, throughout your career and your education, what has your experience been of female peers? Have there been many? Has this changed over time? What can you tell us? Well, as you can imagine, in the public sector, actually, it was mostly women um, that I was surrounded by. So it was 
quite a shock actually coming to tech where, as we all know, it's a male dominated field. And I have been very lucky to have female and male colleagues that are very supportive. And I've definitely noticed a change in the past few years in terms of companies and teams focusing on improving their diversity. You know, we've seen the research that diverse teams perform better and they foster innovation. And I think customers and companies are really recognizing that. But yeah, there have definitely been times where I was the only woman in a room and you know, learning to sit in that space can be difficult at times. But I think that it's really something that companies are recognizing and starting to improve and think about and address at all levels of an organization too, not just in like their engineering teams. You know, we want to make sure that it's a diverse team in the sales team as well as in the operations team everywhere else in the organization. Absolutely. And I think you're right. There's definitely industry-wide efforts to try and foster diversity across all departments, for sure. So sort of going back to what you said about it being difficult to sort of be in that space as the only woman, what sort of challenges have you faced as a woman in tech? What makes it so difficult? Well, I think going back to that example of being the only woman in the room and whether or not it's true, feeling like you are not the most technical or not the most experienced is really daunting and challenging. And the imposter syndrome can be crippling at times. I'm sure everybody has faced it in some form in their career, but I think it can be especially hard when you feel like you're the one person that is sort of obviously outside of the norm, if you will. And I'm very grateful that I've had male and female managers and colleagues who have supported me in this path and reminded me that I have a lot to offer in those spaces, even when it feels scary or like you don't know nearly as much as the person sitting next to you. And there have been times where I've heard the horror stories from other female colleagues and instances even where other women are telling their female companions, you just have to be smarter. And I think that's really unfortunate that that tends to be the advice in certain scenarios. And I think instead we really need to foster a community that supports everyone for the different perspective that they might bring. It might not be the you know, standard book smart education, but they still have a lot to offer. And that's really the value of a diverse team is that you don't necessarily know what you don't know. And so hearing from someone that has a different perspective can really build innovation. So I think for me, you know, there's definitely been those moments, but for the most part, I do feel lucky that I've had the opportunities that I've had and the support of mentors and colleagues that have helped me navigate those spaces and really bridge the gaps to bring teams together and work collaboratively. Yeah, good. It's great. I think that on the whole, you've had a really supportive network around you. So obviously, the value of having a diverse team is is there. So what do you think organizations and schools, universities could be doing to encourage women to undertake STEM subjects and career paths? It's a great question. And I think this is something that hopefully those organizations, schools and universities are all actively evaluating. And I think there has been a lot of great work in organizations that are focusing on, you know, girls who code and things like that. One moment that does stand out to me in my time at Yale is I remember being in the computer science building in the women's bathroom and on the stall was written, you deserve to be here. Don't let them tear you down. That's lovely. It's lovely. And it's also heartbreaking in a way that someone felt the need to write that. Oh, for sure. And I think, you know, hopefully that is no longer necessary (laughs) in the women's bathroom anywhere. But I think that companies and universities are starting to encourage more STEM subjects and even starting earlier than that. You know, I think 
the stereotypes around what subjects girls are better at or boys are better at is detrimental to fostering more women going into STEM. And I think that there's been a lot of effort, even at early ages, to really break down those stereotypes and encourage girls to think about STEM. And, you know, it doesn't just have to be the sort of standard traditional roles of, well, boys like video games and coding and girls like playing with dolls. And I actually just the other day heard from a friend who is an astrophysicist at Yale, and she said a little girl reached out to her to ask her questions about the universe, which I think is just so amazing. And hopefully there's more connection like that happening. And as we're seeing more programs starting to democratize and break down those gender stereotypes for young kids all the way through to university, I think that will hopefully become more and more common and we will have less of a gender gap in those STEM subjects and careers. Absolutely. Fingers crossed. So in light of everything that we've just spoken about, what advice would you give to women who would like to work in the tech industry? I've thought about this a lot and there have definitely been times where I've encouraged friends to think about tech and my biggest advice really is to just go for it. I think there are so many ways to get involved in tech. You don't have to be an expert coder and you know, as women we often feel we have to meet or exceed every criteria of a job description before we even think about applying. But I think that's a mindset we really need to leave behind and in tech especially, I think at startups in particular, there's so many opportunities for skill development. And if you can get your foot in the door, you, you could be really surprised where it can lead. Even in my own example, I started off more in the customer facing operations role and now I'm in the product team. And you know, just the opportunities can be really surprising once you're in technology and building that skill set, even if you feel like you may not be the most technical to begin with, can be a really great avenue of development for your career. Grace, thank you so much for joining us today. I think that your insight and your journey is very inspiring to our listeners. Thank you so much, Rima. I really enjoyed it. Also, thank you to everyone else listening. We hope you enjoyed our discussion. For more podcasts like this, head on over to our website, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast fix. We'll be back next week with another Ask the Expert. You've been listening to the EM360 podcast. For more great content, head on over to em360tech.com.